0: Scores. Take a moment to look up at the ceiling. You're about to bust through it. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey,
1: hey. SDPN and PWHPA present
2: hockey. Like you've never heard it before. The Noxie and Cax Show with Liz Knox and Carol M. Ard. <laughs> Welcome back to the Noxine CAC Show brought to you by SDPN and the PWHPA. Today's episode is inspired by one of the most prominent leaders in the hockey world and in the community. Uh, graduate in Minnesota, Duluth, three-time Olympian, assistant captain for Team Canada, representing the PWHPA Toronto Team Sonnet. We call her Juicy J, but you can call her <laughs> Jocelyn Larocque.
0: <laughs> I love that.
2: Oh my God! First time I hear
1: this nickname.
0: Um, Yeah, I I mean, not a lot of people know it, but the people that do, uh, like like states all year, would just call me Juicy J, and uh, yeah. So
1: (laughs) now they know.
0: (laughs) Now they know. Everyone knows.
1: (laughs) Can can we know the meaning behind
0: it, or that's uh, that's a story for later? It was super random. It was actually Erica Howe. She just randomly called... We were, we were playing cards one day and she just called me Juicy J and I looked at her like, what'd you call me? And it sucked. <laughs> I love it. I love those.
2: <laughs> so we were just talking. You were in Peterborough this weekend. Uh, you know, the game hosted by the Pete's of the OHL. And it was such a great, great experience. I think from players standpoint, fans standpoint, um, the Pete's organization did an amazing job, uh, you know, organizing us, showing up, giving us a professional environment. And of course, Becca King scored the opening goal on the game and she just so happened to basically walk right around CACs (laughs) and then me (laughs) So was Noxie and I were is, playing on the same team. Okay. Yes. So for those of you that were, yeah.
1: Yeah. That didn't see it or didn't get to see it. Noxie was uh, representing Montreal and I thought I had, <laughs> I thought I had her sized up and she was going to go <laughs> and you know, yeah. no, she toe dragged it. How yeah. did you, well, one, was she pumped about it? Is she it one was question
0: really about it? Um, it was funny. I was teasing her cause uh, she's normally a passer, but, uh, There was no one else to pass you. So she just figured, you know, I guess I got to put this one in myself. And unfortunately I actually missed it. We were doing the puck drop and then we were signing some autographs and things like that. And then I heard the crowd cheer really loud. And I was like, I think that's a Toronto goal. Um, I wasn't really sure who was the home crowd, but I was like, I'm going to say that that's a Toronto goal. And then I heard, number two, Becca King. That's the word. So, um, I got to the replay though. So that was good.
2: Yeah. yeah so okay. did I, it was really fun to watch over no, and over really. again. <laughs> I hard. was like, okay. I think it was the first shot of the game too. I was like, well, that's that's what you get for coming out of retirement, Noxie. <laughs> Pack your bags, go back in. <laughs> oh, boy. no, but we didn't help fun. you on that, Noxie. We didn't help. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You know what? It was actually, it was really fun. It was a cool experience getting to play for Montreal because this is a team that I've only ever played against. And the team was awesome. You guys are so welcoming. Um, And it was fun for me because of course, Erica Howe played for Toronto and um, you know, depending on what happens next year may have been one of her last games, uh, you know, kind of at the pro level. So I was happy that I got to share the ice with not only, the fantastic players in Montreal, but uh, that I could watch her and, and be on the ice with her in one of her last games. So, um, and you, of course, Joss, we were talking about, you were talking about the the opening puck drop. We had coach Cal out, which is so yeah. cool. So, uh, cool. Cassie Campbell's mom came out. Uh, yeah. Jaina, of course, was there. It was a like star studded red carpet for that opening face off. Somebody <laughs> said like, the the centers taking the face off were like way. Yeah. <laughs> I the it was quite the They were be in the picture. They were so far. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really care about the players. They were like, "Okay, oh, no. let's get this." Uh, and uh, Jamie Lubriatre, of course, uh, dropped the puck with you as well and um, pulled her jersey off, pulled her Team Canada jersey off to reveal a Team Sonnet jersey, which awesome. I appreciated as a Team oh, Sonnet, you know, OG. But it was it was a cool move. What did you think <laughs> of uh, of the of the atmosphere in the game.
0: Oh, it was it was fantastic. Like what you said the they did such a great job hosting. Um it was super organized. Everything was I I saw your guys' as
2: itinerary. I've never yeah. seen an itinerary like that before. <laughs> it was so it, We literally out. looked at it and we're like this was not put together by
1: <laughs> by yeah. <any> of us. <laughs> no. It
2: was down to the second.
0: <laughs> Seriously. But no, the and and the fans were having a blast and they like everyone just loved the game. Um, they were so impressed by the skill and the, and the you know, the competitiveness. And, and so was I, it was super fun to watch. Like I, I have a hard time watching games. I always want to be playing, but I, I, I definitely enjoyed watching. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, oh,
1: the, the, the crowd got, Ultra loud at times too. I don't know what they had there going on or whatever, but the there's a mix of like younger kids and obviously like parents and everything. And I could even hear team Har- go team Harvey's go. So like the crowd was kind of like mixed on both, but the atmosphere, you're right, like the energy the fans were bringing was fabulous it was so sick and yeah it was good to see all these younger or like younger players or girls that could mm-hmm. see us and that is one thing that was brought up uh, after the fact like Peterborough ne- never really had uh you know or hosted a, a women's game before in terms of like the the pwhp or, or the cwhl so um i was i was pumped to be there it was my first time in peterborough as well too
2: <laughs> and it was <laughs> funny. It was funny because I was talking to Burton, who was one of the organizers. uh, Him and Shelby did a fantastic job. So we have to shout them out. I actually went to university with Burton. uh, We were the same four years at Laurier, but he was saying that demographically, Peterborough is like among the oldest cities, like in terms of fan demographics uh, in the OHL. So he's like, you know, we can get sold out crowds, but like something happens and it's kind of like a like golf clap. Yeah. It was like, I've never heard this barn so loud. And Cax is right. Like it was like shrieking. I'm at a Taylor Swift concert. It was crazy. uh, It was (laughs) so
0: fun. It was awesome.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great to be a part of. So obviously that's, you know, we're sending our thanks to the Pete's and, um, you know, I I hope that down the road we can find ourselves back there, even if it's just for uh, a game or two, because they were, they were amazing. So let's start talking about a little bit about Joss uh, which, you know, like most of our guests is a hard thing for her to do. So we're going to try to pull, pull some stories out of you, and then, you know, allow you to talk about yourself. So we'll start with your upbringing. Uh, you grew up in St. Anne, Manitoba, and, um, you grew up playing with what they call the St. Anne three, which was yourself, Bailey Bram <laughs> and your cousin, Melanie Gagnon. Well, Can that was good. That? Yeah, that was,
1: good. that was really good. <laughs>
2: I was just thinking, like, the lottery machine, like, winner, gano. But tell us (laughs) – that's beside the point. Tell us about, uh, you know, growing up in St. Anne and and playing with those two.
0: Um, I So, I never really played with my cousin. She actually played with my sister, who she played – my sister played for the University of um, Manitoba Bison. So, there was a lot of – really, though, in the entire town, it was only the four of us that played, like, from pretty much – like five years old to like 18. Actually, Bailey's younger sister also played, but we were always like the only girls on our team. Um, A couple of years, Bailey would move up and play with me because she was very good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It it was honestly, my cousin and my sister paved the way because they were the first two girls that played. I I, I don't know any girls older than them that played. So they really paved the way for me um, and made it I don't want to say acceptable. Cause honestly, St. Ann, they were great to me. Um, I, the, the parents, I, I hear horror stories of girls playing uh, boys hockey. I had a harder time with the teams that I played against. Um, I had <laughs> yeah, a, I lot, a lot of fans like get the girl and like dad's <laughs> dad's on the, on the glass. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, but no, the town of St. Ann, they were fantastic. And again, like my sister and my cousin paved the way for me and made it like normal to play. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, like growing up in a small town, I my dream when I was a kid was to play in the NHL because I didn't know mm-hmm. of girls hockey at all um, yeah. until the 98 Olympics until I was like, wait, there's Team Canada girls hockey. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is insane. Um, so, no. So, I mean, I, yeah, being the only girl, it was it was tough at times. Like I would get teased here and there, but the town was great. They were awesome.
2: And I love to hear that, honestly, because Poo said it in her episode last time, too. And that was very much my experience of boys hockey. Like, you know, I only played a couple of years, but like those guys like protected. If anything, like if someone came after me, it was like game on. Like that was (laughs) green light to just like you will not touch our goalie. Like you will not touch our female athletes. Like so I, I love that that was your experience, too. And yeah, of course. The, the opposition, I mean, that's their job is to try to get under our skin. It's
1: just, Hopefully. it's just because they don't know it. I had the same thing, uh, just like parents screaming and telling me to go back to the kitchen and everything. And I'm as, and the <laughs> parents kid's would fight, <laughs> like, the parents would fight in the stands like to like basically grow up, sir. Like you're, you're being an idiot, but, um, yeah, I, the, the guys that I played with were super sweet, but it's always the same group, right? I'm from mm-hmm. a small yeah. town too. And, yeah. you know, they kind of. I mean, I met them. I was four and then played on their team till I was 16. So they they know you and everything. And then you get the op- opponents and the parents are like, she's taking the spot of a guy or she is like, yep. you know, and that's where the, it's almost a frustration on their part that's coming through. And to me, it was a motivation. I'm like, watch me. Like you want Which me to I go don't... back to the kitchen? Nah, watch, <laughs> yeah. me, watch me beat your son.
0: Basically, when, when I was younger, I don't know if I was taking a spot. So I was always on, the, always on the B team, but I mean, even, but, <laughs> You should have made the A-team every time, Josh. It took me a while to make the A-team, but eventually I did. Good, <laughs> That's why good. I was always with Bailey, because she would move up a level. So
2: <laughs> You guys just meet in the middle. Right? Well,
0: <laughs> I liked it. I always had a girl on my team. I figured my sister and co- my cousin get to be teammates and Bailey and I get to be teammates. So
2: yeah, that's that's (laughs) fine. Because four strong in St. Anne. And then, um, you know, more recently in 2018 and 2021 um, you've been awarded a few pretty cool uh, recognitions here. So the Manitoba indigenous female athlete of the decade, which that's huge. And the Tom Longboat award um, from the Mm -hmm. uh, Aboriginal sports circle in 2018. So, Talk a little bit about your Métis heritage and you know how it feels to be recognized, uh, you know, in such high regard.
0: I mean, honestly, both awards I was completely shocked. Um, I, the Indigenous athlete of the decade, I, I heard that I was nominated, and I remember just being like, "Wow, that's incredible to be nominated." And then when I found out that I won. Um, the lady called me and I like didn't say anything. And she's like, are you still there? And I said, I, I don't even know what to say. Like that's, that's really incredible. And I like, thank you. Um, yeah. So I got really awkward. I, I just couldn't even believe it. I'm like, "Of oh, the decade that's, that's insanity. But um, no, I mean, it, it. I feel honored, honestly. And I think it's so important for, you know, people of all different cultures to be, um, you know, for young kids to be able to see and to have role models and, and role models are are important everywhere, whether it's hockey, you know, everywhere in the world, in all aspects of, of life. So if I can inspire, you know, a kid that's similar to me to chase their dreams, I mean, that's, that's what, that's so important in life. So, um, if I can inspire anyone, I mean, it's, it's a huge honor. So I was, I was very, um, yeah, just kind of like speechless really.
2: And I, I love that, you know, because I, I actually have Métis heritage as well. My grandma is Métis and part of the identity of the Métis culture is like kind of not fitting in like you're, you know, you're, you're too white to be considered, um, Aboriginal and you're, you know, because you have Aboriginal blood, you can't be considered white. So it's, I love the fact that, you know, you are representing your heritage and that, other people now are becoming encouraged to talk about where they come from because it is important and you become more of a role model than probably you really know. Um, So really cool to see you recognized in those, those circles. And then after your time in St. Anne, you went on to Minnesota Duluth. We love to understand how you made, you know, how our guests make those decisions because it's never easy. Um, So talk about a little bit about the recruitment process and, and how you ended up at UMD.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can be very overwhelming. I am um, I was the first person in my family and even in my extended family to go to college. So it was, wow. I remember just thinking like, wow, this is it, overwhelming and kind of, yeah, just a lot to take in. I remember my mom really wanted me to go to an Ivy league school. She was like, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine if my kid went to an Ivy league school. Um, I went to Harvard and I thought, you know, I don't think I'm going to fit in here. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's for some people. It is not for me. So unfortunately, um, I maybe let my mom down a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, I <doubt> um, that. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I went to Duluth, and I just love the culture. Um, it's like a smaller town, so it 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 made me feel comfortable. Um, it was only six hours from my hometown, which was pretty neat. That then, like my family could come watch me play. And a neat little side piece: my grandpa, who's like. My my grandparents like drove me to like almost every game. They would watch all my games growing up. And he um he traveled for work and one of his destinations was Duluth. And he was gonna retire the year before that I went to Duluth. And he said, if you go to Duluth, I'll keep working another four years. So he me, he'd visit me every month. Um, That's yeah. Amazing. So that was like a really neat part. So he, he watched probably more games than my parents did. Um, <laughs> and it was nice to like have him around like every like four to five weeks. So that when, when he said that, I said, okay, I'm going to go to Duluth. So that kind of put like the icing on the cake for me.
2: It was like a whole family decision. I like yes. it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. How far, how far is the school from St. Anne?
0: Um, it would be about like six, six and a half hours. Okay. So not too bad. And then what's nice about the WCHA is like, well, at the time there was Grand Forks, which was only an hour and a half. To uh, okay. mid is like three or four hours. So a lot of the the schools are pretty close.
2: So your road trip games were were yes. close to home. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. And and talking about UMD and and everything, we have to talk about. You were coached by Shannon Miller, right? Coach Miller. Yeah. And uh, she's the one that recruited you and everything. And then obviously. Huge, successful career uh, for both you and her, but two times NCAA champ while you were there as well, too, right? Um, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about Shannon. I know I've heard great stories and positive. I think she's a phenomenal coach. Um, she recruited me and her ways of recruiting is special, but lovely at the same <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> um, so just uh, just give us a little bit brief on how it was to be coached by her, basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, she was a phenomenal coach. Um, Actually, Carolyn Ouellette was um, a big recruiter for me. She was the one that I talked to the most. And honestly, that coaching staff. So my first year I had Shannon Miller as a head coach, Caro as an assistant coach and Julie Chu as the other assistant coach. And Mm -hmm. like all year, I remember just thinking (laughs) like, how lucky am I? (laughs) Like, this is so (laughs) awesome. And Caro was such a good coach. Like, man, she would just break things down and anything that that you needed she was with the d more like if you wanted video anytime she would do it if you wanted to stay stay on the ice longer she'd do it um and actually they because they were still playing at the time so they would dress a lot of the practices and play with our like fourth line which ended up being our first line in practice (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so that was really neat too and just seeing their dedication because they would maybe you know practice with us or coach us then they'd go right to the gym and we'd watch them work out and we're like whoa that's they're doing a lot i mean <laughs> up, up my game if i want to make team canada um so it was it was really good for me to be around them and just to see again their dedication their love for the sport just made me want to love the sport more and made me want to work harder so that coaching staff was that's tough to beat so that was phenomenal but no shannon like my first year, we only had one senior, um, and the majority of our team was uh, freshman and sophomore. So, you know, most people would think this is a rebuilding year. Um, yeah. But she she had such a way of getting the best out of players, and we, mm-hmm. ended up, we ended up winning that year. And like it was it was crazy. We we beat Wisconsin for nothing in the final, and it's like, and they had like I mean, they had like TV USA, yeah, they had <laughs> USA, yeah. So no, she had she. She did a really good job of, yeah, bringing out the best in players, um, making players feel confident. Um, Yeah. So she just always had a, just did a really good job of that. But she also held us accountable like that next year. So we only lost one player. She was on our fourth line. So we Mm -hmm. we had a pretty good team. Um, We come back the next year. We we lose a lot of games that we shouldn't have lost. And I mean, we got kicked out of our dressing room.
2: (laughs) We got um, (laughs) what? why are you well, kicked out of your dressing room? Yeah, you probably needed yeah. to
0: deserve to be it, in the locker room. an honor, right? So it's like we, we were dressing in like the, um, the... The pink room, isn't it? The, yeah. I love, I love that. that. Yeah. So we were we, we were in our pink room. It was like the visitor dressing room or something. She painted um, it pink
1: for the visitors, guys.
0: Yeah. And I love the stories like there's then, some cool stuff yeah and then our equipment manager had to buy like Canadian tire or I guess not Canadian tire but like just basically penny jerseys we weren't even allowed to wear practice jerseys because that's an honor um, but, wow yeah, like, and then you know we ended up making frozen four that year and and actually our Kim Kim Martin who's a phenomenal yeah, Latin, yes. Sweden goalie she got hurt midway through the year so I remember it's like we're having we're struggling we were starting to like get back to our normal ways. And then she, she blows out her knee and mm-hmm. then our, actually our backup goalie ended up not going to school that year. So we didn't, so our third goalie now is our first goalie. Um, But yeah, we, you know, we, she, again, just does a good job of bringing out the best and we focused on defense. We would pick up sticks in front and it was like, <laughs> it, it was incredible. Cause this goalie, she was a good goalie, but let's just say she uh, didn't have the best rebound control. <laughs> so she would just leave like the juiciest rebounds, but I've never seen a team like pick up sticks, box out, yeah. clear pucks, but when when you prioritize things and emphasize things like, you know, and 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 you make players know that they need to do, you know, certain things, like so she, yeah, she always like brought out the best in players. She you know, we we knew what she cared about and mm-hmm. you had to do it or else you're going to sit on the bench. So she held us
2: accountable. That's awesome. I actually love that dressing room story because there are certain little things that like, yeah, you, you end up taking it for granted. Like, Hey, listen, it's a honor, it's a privilege to be here. Like check yourself. Well, and, and people would
0: complain. And I said, you know, we need to just start working hard and winning games and we'll be right back to that dressing room. (laughs) Like this isn't a permanent thing, but this is in our control. Um, mm. so I'd like to hope that I was, you know, I, I remember actually just being like, guys, we just need to be better. <laughs> like, let's yep. go. This is like, she's go. not
1: wrong. Like we need to just oh. step up and like, we're yeah. not playing our best hockey right now. Right. Yes. So. So, so you just see that kick in the ass
0: and she definitely <laughs> yeah. needs
1: <to> do that. <laughs> a That's huge as a leader too, like for you to support that. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, coaches can try as much as they want, but if there's no, yeah. like no one in the locker room supporting that, those actions, then it's not going anywhere. So well,
0: can you imagine if every player was like, screw this, then it yeah. was... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really tough season for UMD. <laughs> They'd still be in the pink room right now. Ten years probably. Prior.
2: And <laughs> and kind of what Cax is alluding to, like you know your mentality um, in 2010. So you would have been uh, towards the tail end of your your time at UMD, right? It would
0: I was I was um, I was going into my junior, junior. year, right? So right. two years with um, Duluth Prayer.
2: So um, you know you're you're. Uh, in the mix for the Canadian Olympic team for the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver, and you were released from that team. Mm-hmm. And then that was the year that you came back and you guys won NCAAs. Yeah. Um, you did it again, actually. Yeah. I mean, a little less a a pattern, little, I this think, but <laughs> uh, you know, fast forward eight years and you went to the 2018 Olympics. Um, obviously, Canada disappointed to bring home the silver is the initial reaction. Yeah. Um, and you came back and I, like, I think we were like two First or three one. days and you were right back on the ice with the Mark and Thunder in the city of HL. So tell us about why, you know, what happens in the, the mind of Juicy J that like, <laughs> you're like, this freaking sucks. But yeah. then you're like, you know what? gonna make like let i just i'm just gonna go back and and play like what talk us through what happens in those years um so in
0: 2010 um when you get released it unfortunately you're just like sent home um Mm -hmm. so you know i'm 20 i'm home i'm feeling sorry for myself um you know, having, having some drinks with my friends pretty much every night. And you just kind of, yeah, it's, it, it it's actually quite sad. And um, <laughs> I was having a tough time. Like I really was. And so I remember a week or two later, I went to school just to visit my friends. Um, so they were playing. I just was like, yeah, I just want to see my friends. And, um, you know, I, I was in the cool down room and we're chatting and I thought, and, and, and I said it out loud, I said, man, I would love like, I would love to come back. And it was actually coach Shuler, our assistant coach just looked at me and said, you know, you could, right. And I didn't know that I could. And I just looked at her and I said, really, I could. And she's like, come with me. So I went to Shannon Miller's room and she's like, you want to come back? And I said, uh, I'm going to have to think about it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call
1: parents." <laughs> Because um, then it's like you you could have got a redshirt year, right? Where correct, you, yeah. So you so get my, a, another year in of eligibility. Sorry. Yeah.
0: So so essentially I could have that that was their last games before Christmas. So okay. I could join in January, but then I'd be giving up a full year of eligibility. Yeah. Right. So um I said, okay, I, I I'll I'll need to think about it, but I honestly knew the answer. I was like, I need to, mm-hmm. I don't want to say like move on, but Mm-hmm. I, I love playing hockey. I was like, this is just something where I can just keep pushing forward. And if I'm just going to like sit in my parents' basement and drink <laughs> beers all night, like that's not really pushing forward. Um, yeah. So I, I knew it like as soon as Schuler said that I could go back like a light bulb switched. So I called my parents and they both were like, don't do it. Like you're, you're giving <laughs> up a full year of you need some time. Yeah. Uh, you know, even my grandpa was like, don't, don't do it. Like, that's crazy. Um, And I just was like, I have to do it. And I think they, they knew and they just said, okay. Um, But my mom did say, she's like, make sure you can graduate in three and a half years. Yeah. I guess I should figure that out.
2: I was just going to ask, so what happened to your schooling there? Because you've just missed like uh, basically half of the year, right? So you missed a semester. Um, My senior year,
0: there were times my senior year where I regretted that decision. (laughs) You had to take (laughs) more future. That's a future Joss problem. (laughs) Yes. Um, And fortunately in Duluth, they were fantastic with me. Um, They were, yeah. Because then in 2011, I went to the World Championships in April. And we were gone for like six to seven weeks. And I remember, and it was in Switzerland. I didn't do any of the sightseeing and all the girls were like, oh, we went here, we went here. And my, meanwhile, I'm like doing my schoolwork, just being like, why did I do that? No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't regret it, but it made those next three semesters very, very challenging. Yeah, I think I was like, 24 credits in my last semester oh oh my gosh yeah i don't know how that works but that's a ton. Oh. that's like probably double the load it Yeah, was I, like- I think it was in eight courses and wow. and then and and i took accounting so you know april is like tax season and one of my courses was doing taxes for people and i'm like I'm gonna be gone for seven weeks. So he just <laughs> somehow just like, I don't know, I passed the course. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So so Duluth was very good to me. I, Shannon had some influence in that too. I mean, she was very influential in, in Duluth. So she was like, I will make sure that you graduate. And I said, I will hold you to that. <laughs> yeah.
1: So then so, so then
0: graduated. you,
1: My you parents felt like you could make like, the call of coming back and then playing that that season. Yeah. And And again, that was
0: not a bad decision. You won. I was not. And and honestly, it was, it was, it was neat because then I got to still graduate with the people that I went in with. Yeah. Um, And our team was great. Like, like they were my best friends and I was like, I want to be here. Like I don't want to not be here. So it worked out, but no. So we, I talked to the athletic director, my guidance counselor, We, we figured out the courses that I would take and it was like, it can be done. I ended up taking a summer course too here and there, but yeah. So that's um, incredible. And I actually had teammates from Team Canada, like even Caro actually reached out and a couple others that were like, you know, college hockey is like the best hockey that you're gonna be playing and you're yeah. giving half of, like or not half, but you're giving half a year up like they yeah. think about it and they basically were like you shouldn't do it and i just said it's something that i like i feel it inside i of feel it. good about it yeah, yeah i feel good about it and I, I i honestly other than the few times where i was cursing how many courses i was taking <laughs> um i don't i don't regret it at all
2: oh that's that's amazing and then like i said you you did it again in 2018 uh coming back to the cwhl uh talk a little bit about that year because I know what my year looks like and it was quite different than yours, but um, what was it like to come back at the, you guys came back like right before playoffs basically. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I remember all year, obviously I was watching games and, and keeping a track and um, I was talking to Chelsea quite a bit and you guys had a tough start of the year. Um, oh yeah. And it, and it didn't look like you guys were going to make playoffs. And I remember telling Chelsea, well, I'm not coming back if you guys aren't making playoffs to play what two two series and then be done like, no, that's, and then you guys just went on a hot streak. And I remember then going into the Olympics. I was like, wow, I, if they keep this up, I'm going to go back because you guys are going to make playoffs. So um, I think we had to win those last four games to make playoffs.
2: Yeah. It it came right down to the wire and
0: right down to the wire. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it was was kind of funny because for a couple months I thought, no, I'm not going to go back. I, so initially I'm like, okay, hey, I'd like to go back if the team wants me. That's, that's also tricky too. Right. Cause you don't want to, I, I talked to the coaches all, all year too. And I'm like, I don't, it's, it's up to you guys. Like I, I want to play. Um, but I'm, I, I don't have to play. Um, but you guys were so supportive all year. You guys kept my stall in the dressing room. I was we like, did. crazy. it
2: was a there. shrine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's <laughs>
1: Oh, that's good too right so like <laughs> that makes your your decision a bit easier too right because yeah. i i don't know the feeling obviously but coming back you don't want to take someone else's
2: spot that's been there all year and like you yeah. know, and nobody always- nobody wore the sea that year because like joss was our captain like yeah. even though she was away it was like she's our captain like literally oh, in yeah. joss we trust and <laughs> At this point, like I do, have to shout out the players, like you know, the Melissa Ronberg, uh, Fielding Montgomery, Ellie Seedhouse, the girls that sat out the final, uh, you know, Clarkson Cup final because they were as much a part of that game. Sure. And they may, they will not tell you this, but they were as much part of that game as you know Laura Stacy scoring the game winning goal. Like to cool. check your ego aside and be like, even though they were there all year, like yeah. they were pumped that we were in the final, and it takes every single person, no matter what your role. So that's my quick shout out to those gals. Uh-huh. Jess Hartwick, I believe is in there too. Yep. Um, just, just great character, great character on that team. And we had a lot of fun too. So that was also uh-huh. the year uh, earlier that season, uh, we had Megan Bozek on the show yep. and Bose came back, I think like just before Christmas, uh, yep. she was like November, November, December. So, and we talked, you know, we know about her and her, her dog Boone <laughs> and, Boone had a birthday at like, Maybe. it must've been the end of the season. Cause you were there. Yeah, And so the next year, I'm not sure. It may have been, yeah. I was just gonna say yeah. it could have been the next year too. So sure. yeah. we decided to celebrate Boone's birthday by yeah. having everyone on our team bring their dog to practice. Oh. And while we were on the ice, Jess Jones was uh, dealing with a bit of an injury. Jonesy stayed in the locker room with like... The most responsible one. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: clearly. How <laughs> many do you think? Like 12? Oh and my like, God. Easily.
1: In the little locker room in yes. Markham. Yes.
2: Barn? yeah, And like, this is, I mean, we play in the CWHL, so this is like a community ring. I can only imagine what these ring staff were thinking when it was like, it was like Noah's Ark. Like one dog yes, came one in, dog. another dog came in. He's like, what the hell is happening? Um, so tell us about maybe who you brought. Talk about your dog right now, and then you know, kind of your dog history and what happened that day. Oh
0: man! So then I had. Well, I I still do have uh, Beck and I still do have two dogs. But then we had two small dogs. Um, not great with other dogs. Um, they're, they're, they're too small dogs. So they kind of have like little dog syndrome and whenever (laughs) they're around big dogs, they get real mad. So I thought, you know what, we're going to be on the ice. It's only going to be Jonesy watching all these dogs. I don't need to bring a dog that's going to like attack big dogs. And then you, and then you don't know what those big dogs are going to do. Right. Like, um, our roommate has a big dog. So, and she's great with other dogs. I said, you know what? I'll bring her. She's, she's wonderful. Her name's Buttons. She's a great dog. Um, <laughs> very kind, <laughs> like good with other animals. So bring her, she's having a great time. Everyone's loving her. And then all of a sudden right in the middle of the dressing room too, she like moved to the middle and just takes a shit and everyone's <laughs> like yelling, laughing. And I'm just like, Oh God. It was one of my. I brought her on a couple walks, and I remember driving to the ring, thinking like, she didn't go to the washroom today, so this might
2: be interesting. So, I, I mean, we knew it was going to happen, though. Like oh, you course. bring, like Not one of the dogs, dogs was going to like pee or poop Something. in the room. Like they, it's just going to happen, or they're going to hump each other. Like some yeah, things. And poor Jonesy, we just throw her right into the fire. Like, oh, oh yeah, you'll be fine. You're a dog it's person. Good. Hour and a half back, hour and a half later. <laughs> uh, it was so
0: fun, also, so fun great birthday party. We got some good then, pictures. Every dog by the like owner stall. That was so
2: cute. Oh wow, it was, so it was awesome. really cute. It we was. should do it again sometime. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to talk to you, uh, and an, it's kind of another CW story, but um, you know. We haven't really talked to too many guests about actually going to China. No, I was going to say, we, we've not dodged a, the topic or no one really got
1: to it, but there's some good stories from, I think, every single team that have oh, been yeah. there. And <laughs> we have some good ones too. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hear this one, actually.
2: <laughs> like to give the listeners a, a little bit of a background. So the the two teams from China entered in the CWHL in the second last season. And um, basically like each team would take a, a trip over to Shenzhen. Yeah. And we were there for what, like maybe nine or 10 days. Yeah. Seven to 10 days. Yeah. yeah. So, and then we would play both of those teams. Uh, I, we ended up playing, I think, five games four yeah. or five games, something like that. Um, so it's like, really like by the time you get, you land there, you're in a time change. It's like a 17 hour flight. Like the first time we went, it was literally like, we that landed at 10 AM, like in China time. And then we were playing that night at like yeah. seven o'clock at night. Like we were all met. I remember seeing the locker room and uh, Nicole Brown, like it was kind of quiet and Brownie is just like, I feel funny. <laughs> we're like, okay, good. <laughs> like, good. All of us felt so like your diet, you know, your diet's off. You haven't really been sleeping. You're in a different time zone, different country. It was crazy, but we did get to do some cool things while we were there. And uh, one of them was we got to walk through a lot of their, their forests. Um, they have like really cool uh, Buddhist temples kind of mm. buried in their national parks. So we would adventure in and, you know, tr- we're trying to find these temples. And I, do you want me to tell a story, Joss, or do you want to tell a story? It- it It's up to you. <laughs> well, Joss is like, okay, she's like the quiet, like she's our even keel leader. That's why we would never take her cell because she's just, you know, she's very calm. She's very mature. But we're on this walk and she is like taking a little stick when people aren't looking and like ruffling the, the bushes behind us. And I can't remember who. So it was freaking somebody out so much. Oh, ratty. It was ratty. Oh
0: difficult. <laughs> so funny. She was screaming. She almost fell. I'm Jonesy too, actually. <laughs> so you would just shake. I would. I would like... kind of like throw the stick and be like, "Ah, there's a snake!" And then they would just like <laughs> lose their mind. But I did it so much, and I'm like, "How can you still think that, that this is real?" Like, but the sign. There was a sign though that said, be- beware of snakes." Okay. So <laughs> got, yeah.
2: yeah. It was just setting the scene. Setting like, Joss's. <laughs> I, I actually put the sign up. I. I was yeah. like, <laughs> No, but it was it was such a fun trip. Uh, like all, right. all things, you know, especially Cax that you and I had to fight for that season and argue from a players uh, players board standpoint. It was it was a cool trip to be a part of. Um, Very cool one,
1: yeah. It was a uh, it was a like a culture shock at times. And again, the first year, like we played right away, no one had legs or anything. The second year, they tried to do better, but even the first year, like we were in this sick hotel, like the treatments was actually really 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 nice and um we got to go to the Soleil for us because they were there i don't know it's a montreal company too so they invited us it was just like yeah it, it was like a cloud nine situation so china was a good experience and obviously there's a bar called house as well too or club there i don't know is that the know. one with the with the
2: trampoline the bouncy the, the bouncy, bouncy floor yeah. <laughs> i don't understand how no one got hurt <laughs> i never made thing. it there but but uh kristen tells a great story about how she was like up on a table at one point point. i think she- oh yeah. yeah and every as soon as you walk in people are like, whoa! like whoa. <laughs> whoa there's 10 white
1: girls white you- <laughs> <laughs> and then the bottles were coming we're like hey we're not famous but we'll take it like whatever it, yeah <laughs> and the dance floor was i don't know if you heard but us the it was like four feet higher than the rest of the floor okay and about 10 to 12 people could fit on it and it was bouncing <laughs> but then people were trying to like give like on a trampoline you know you get you get the rebound and super, you get super higher.
0: bounce yeah
1: it was so stupid like you're drunk on this <laughs> and before just like try try, boom and then the person would go higher i'm like someone's gonna hurt themselves we play tomorrow or in two days oh okay. uh, it was just um
2: yeah a whole new level of experience it was okay. interesting that's for yeah. sure Yep. It was wild. Yeah. Was really cool. <laughs> and so fun. Like, I would love to get one of the one of the girls who played, like, a, you know, a couple seasons over there. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, a, a huge culture shock, like you say, but it was so much fun and, and such a unique opportunity, I think, yeah. uh, to, to play there. Um, so, we, we've talked a little bit about, uh, you know, we've barely touched on, honestly, your time with the national team. You yeah. um, should go to And one of the things like I was looking back so that that year that you were released in uh, 2009, just before the 2010 Olympics, um, you and Brianne Jenner were actually kind of released at the same time. And now you're both captains on this team. So like this is this is like start from the bottom, you know, and now you're here. (laughs) 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 It's really cool to see that you like all of these athletes have gone through great disappointment and, you know great challenges and had to figure out what they would do after being released. So talk us through, I guess, your, you know, 14, 18 and 22 Olympic years. I know that's a lot to talk about, maybe not all at once, but um, just kind of your journey from that initial disappointment and now being recognized and, and depended on as a leader on this team.
0: Yeah. I mean, 2008, that or sorry, 2009, that was, I mean, that was difficult, right? Like right. you're so close to your dream. Um, I remember initially just feeling like I let my family and my friends down and really like myself down. Um, but after reflecting, you know, it's like in in life, you just got to go for it. And I knew that every day, um, throughout centralization, I worked my, my butt off. I was a good teammate. I did everything that I could in my control. So, um, you know, did I learn some things? Of course, um, but I'm actually fortunate. Like I'm actually happy that I went through that because it gave me like an extra fire that I didn't even know that I had. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, on, on, on any hard days where, you know, you're like, I don't feel like training today. I would remember that feeling. And I'm like, I don't want that to happen again. Um, so it, it honestly gave me more motivation than I even thought possible. And I still use it as motivation today. And that's 10, oh my gosh, that's more than 10 years ago. It's like 13 years ago. Um, Oh yeah. 13. I'm crazy. Like I still use it as motivation. So honestly, I'm like thankful for that, for that um, disappointment. And it's, it's taught me to just work harder than I ever thought I could. So um, no. So, I mean, it was obviously disappointing, but you, any, anything in life, you, you can learn from it. You can grow from it. You can be better from it. And um, I, I try to use that kind of everywhere in my life, whether it's hockey or my career or, or even re- relationships. So, um, and then fortunately four four years later, I, I did make it. And, you know, to, to get told that you're going to the Olympics, I, I remember just bawling and I'm not much of a crier. Oh, no, not at all. No. And I <laughs> just <that's> about this. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they pull you in a room and you know, that, that night before you're, you're you can't sleep because you're like, wow, "Wow, it's either I'm going to hear the same news that I heard four years Mm -hmm. ago or the best news in the world. And fortunately I heard the best news in the world. So, you know, and, and fortunately I've been the last three Olympics and it, and it doesn't matter if you've been there before, like when you get told that you're going, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just so many emotions, but a lot of like joy and happiness. And, and even this year when it was virtual, it, um, I know, I know the coaches were a little bit concerned, like, Should we wait until we can do it in person? But with COVID, it's like, you know what? It's still going to be special. Like whether you're told virtually or in person, it's like it's the message that's important. So,
2: (laughs) yeah. And and you've traveled a lot, obviously, you know, on these teams and trying to make these teams and outside of the national team as well. So uh, is there any travel disaster story that you have? Because... I mean, I know even just going to China was a journey for most of us, but do you have any funny stories of, uh, you know, travel gone sideways?
0: Um,
2: I mean, coming back from Beijing
0: was, um, a little bit, little bit tough. Um, so, and I'm, I mean, all of it though, the whole time we're like, you know what, we're coming back with a gold medal. So like things could be worse. Um, but we, we had to go to the airport like five or six hours before. Cause I'm sure they have to like check everything. So that was like standard, um, get to Vancouver, um, rush or, or, or we we're a couple hours delayed. So we landed in Vancouver and it's like, we thought, okay, we can go have a nice like dinner like <laughs> have, you know, a couple beers, like just be able to relax, um, have some Canadian food. And then it's like, no, you got to get right to your flight. So we like I think I stopped in the washroom, went right on the plane. Then we sat on the plane for like four and a half hours. Oh there no. There was a bunch of like, one thing, it was um, the maintenance check i'm not sure i was kind of in and out of sleeping but <laughs> i'm kind of like okay why are we going um and then they kind of go around and they just like gave us a bag of peanuts and like that's all that gave us and i'm just like i am so hungry now don't eat too much because <laughs> <eat> too much. <laughs> one cashew every 30 minutes and then
2: rationing your food <laughs>
0: and Then so then and then it's a four-hour flight so we're supposed to get in i think in toronto at around like 8 PM. And then we got in at like one. Um, and then that whole night I didn't sleep and I was pretty jet lagged for like a week after Beijing. Um, I I say, I, yeah, I don't, I don't do great with, with jet lag. So yeah, that was, that was a tough, uh, tough week, but with a gold medal, so things could be, <laughs> it, yeah,
2: it, it, it probably, uh, matter. Yeah, exactly. That's like, I can't uh, th- imagine too many people
0: feeling sorry for us. <laughs> 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 so sorry for you.
2: Well, is
1: me. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, we hilarious. wanted you guys to come back and have it easy too. Like, I mean, with everything you guys oh. went through prior to getting yeah. there, like COVID and everything and beyond, like just happy you all made it there and all made it back and didn't have to cool. stay oh, an really. extra, you know, 14 yeah. days or whatever. <sighs>
0: Definitely. Yeah, that worked out really good. It was pretty stressful before just with the whole, like, if you get COVID, like it's going to be real tough to get to Beijing. And then if you get to Beijing, you're pulled out if you get COVID. So, um, yeah, that was honestly, it was tough for me. And I find I'm pretty good at like focusing on what I can control and not Mm. like kind of the noise kind of, I can push it aside, but COVID's kind of its own like new beast that I had to, yeah, it was definitely challenging. Not, not just for me, for all the athletes.
1: Oh, I bet mentally, of and, course. Yeah, you know, you're doing everything you possibly can, and you can't control that one, as you're saying. Like it's yeah. okay. We don't know. Hopefully, like you yeah. hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just
0: there was a few of us and, that that took extra rapid tests, and we were taking them at night. And like, just-
2: <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's a full-on like paranoia that set in, mm-hmm. especially when you have so much on the line. Like you've just oh, committed see. four years to to this and moment, and you don't want to miss it. Uh, you know, on the chance that you got sick. So um, talking about controlling what you can control and Cax and I, uh, just before you came on, we were actually talking a little bit about your style of play. Oh. And I <laughs> like, it, you know, if I was the center screen here, cause I know Joss will be in the middle, but if I was the center screen, like I'm between probably two of the most I'll say disliked defensemen to play against. Um, I'm not a true D, but um, well, you're I'll right. You're it. right.
1: I, I but- will say that Joss is in my book the nicest person of the ice, but such. <laughs> Like it's tough to play against Joss. And I know I'm going to get hit if I get to that corner <laughs> yeah. and I know it's going to happen. It's just like our style of play, I guess. Well, so I so, so like, my nice. question,
2: <laughs> what was that? I said,
0: I'd say the same about
2: Cax. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you guys are two peas in a pod here. So yeah. my question is, is there an opponent on the ice that you would be surprised or you were surprised maybe to find out was really nice off the ice? Well, pro- uh, c- can I say cats?
1: <laughs> <laughs> of all yeah. your opponents, the reputation <laughs> oh. continues. I know we're we're. Uh, I guess we're play. We play and in- we have an intensity on the ice. Let's yeah. put it that way right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I will. I, I when the game is over, it's different. But during the game, yeah. like I want to win and I want to protect yeah. everyone on my team Definitely. as best as I can. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah I, do, <laughs> I, I, I think. I prefer- or go ahead. No, no, go for it. Go for it. I was just going to say like, for me, I know, I know there's times where people are like, Oh, do you like think about what players on the ice? And I honestly only think about the ones that are going to be super aggressive. Cause you've just got to kind of, they just have like a different gear. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> and the best yeah. is like, like when we played in Markham, um, there was sometimes like Joss would be going into the corner with somebody who like, she clearly had more strength than, And like, Joss does this thing sometimes to uh, try to avoid getting penalties where like she'll take the player out but then she'll like <laughs> fall like, with have it have to fall because it's like well if I don't fall I'm gonna get five minutes but like like, <laughs> like I lost
0: my balance a bit yeah. that Becca King wants it too because
2: like yeah. Becca King's a freaking like unit like she doesn't look very big but she's tough oh, yeah. you guys have to find your way to like you play aggressively move. without taking penalties every play.
0: Fortunately in, in in female
2: hockey, yeah, it's just it's it's tough
0: to defend because it's like you can play the body, but you can't. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of times penalties get called. If the player falls, yeah. Mm-hmm. um So there's lots of times where I'm defending. I'm like, don't get a penalty, don't get a penalty, don't get a penalty, don't get. A penalty. <laughs> Same. Oh my god.
1: Right? Like, Same thinking. I'm like, yeah, oh, like shit, like, I'm going the corner with Richards right now. It's it's gonna be one. I know.
0: if I gotta uh, stick out. Something's gonna happen. I, I didn't hit him that hard. I promise. I but promise.
2: Yeah, and, no. and and it's like by stature, you're not. You know how tall are you like five 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 six. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So it's not like you're. You know, neither of you guys are. are you know, tall people going into the corner, but even hitting those, those weights. And so we're, we'll talk about, you know, your, your business. I mean, I, I think it's really cool that you do have a full-time job, you know, outside of being an Olympian. Uh, this is something that for our listeners that this is you know pretty unique because most of our Olympic athletes, um, you know, they're able to focus on their, their job as an athlete. And then, uh, their time away from the rink is, Um, You know, kind of theirs to utilize, whether it's appearances or whatever, whatever that may be. But you own and operate, and I'm sure do the accounting for uh, your business, Stokes Strength Conditioning. So talk us through, first of all, how the gym started and where you guys are, and, you know, give a little self promotion to start. Perfect. Yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) Um, We have two locations, uh, one in
0: Hamilton and one in Cambridge, Ontario. And Uh, We opened the Hamilton location first in 2015. Yeah. So it's been seven years now and it's actually in a rink. Um, So uh, myself, uh, Becca King, my business partner and partner and um, Amy Coates. So there's three of us. um, We, yeah, we just had a dream of just wanting to open up a gym, uh, do a lot of hockey um, programs. Uh, But I guess first thing I had to like, obviously be honest and, make sure that they know that my priority has to be hockey. If I want to continue to play on the national team, I can't, you know, half-ass it and expect to make any team really. So they know that hockey needs to be my priority and they're so supportive. Um, I've missed a lot of work in the last seven years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're very supportive. And um, yeah, so we open up a gym in a rink and we run a lot of, um, Camps, um, private lessons for hockey. So it kind of has like two streams. Uh, One's more like adult fitness, um, just like general fitness uh, for kids too, and then kind of a hockey stream. Um, So that's where I primarily am. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. I get to work with kids all ages, all abilities. Um, So I really like it. I I'm really passionate about coaching, and I I love being able to give back to the game that's given so much to me, and try to just teach young kids, you know, just try to help them chase their dreams. So I, I feel really lucky and it's kind of nice. Cause I get to, I, I make sure that things work with my hockey schedule um, or, or if not, then I just get someone else to do it. So um, yeah. So it's, it's, it was,
2: it's- it was really funny Cax when I went, uh, you know, when I had the stupid idea that I was going to do the CrossFit open this year, this pretty much <laughs> happens every year. I donate $25 to CrossFit. I do one workout and I'm like, fuck this. Um, <laughs> But I had to go to like a recognized gym and, and uh, Joss and Becca King and Amy have been so kind this year to do my programming for me at home, but I wanted to go to their gym to do the open. So I had a, a very highly qualified uh, job judge Joss. Yeah. And, uh, so we did the open and then I was leaving the gym and, and, uh, you know, one of their clients, uh, an adult, you know, she came in and she was just like, oh, I'm here for the, you know, the 4:30 class. And Joss is like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, that's actually the 5:30 class. You're a little bit early. And the lady's like, I've never seen you before. And Joss's like, oh, I'm, I'm Jocelyn. Like I'm, you know, one of the, one of the three owners. And she's like, you're Jocelyn Rock, She's like, yep. She's like, you just came back from the Olympics. Joss is like, yeah, like I flew in yesterday. She's like, oh my god, and she was just starstruck, and just so happened to be the same time that like I was leaving the gym. So I was like, all right, Joss, like I'll see you get out to the parking lot. This lady's like, do you know that you train with an Olympic athlete? I was like, I know. Every time I walk in there, my heartbeat races. (laughs) <laughs> but it, it speaks to the fact that like, you're just so the humble dedication. <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah. And you're there and they, you know, they're so lucky to get to know you and train with you and train under you. Um, it, the gym is fantastic. Both facilities are amazing. I highly recommend anybody. And uh, I guess it would be Southwestern Ontario. I don't I think the, that would tri- be like tri cities area. Yes. Hamilton, yeah. Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge. Oh, okay. Yep. It's a, it's a great, great facility. And Um, very open, very flexible with their clients. So Mm -hmm. if you want to be training at home, they'll do that. If you want to come to the gym, they'll do that. If you want to be training on Mars, I'm sure they'd figure something out for you. (laughs) We love (laughs) it. We love 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 to see it. And especially over COVID, uh, you know, we will talk about kind of the challenges that you guys face as, as same as menu uh, you know, when we had her on, just trying to adapt and overcome uh, when it came to the the restrictions and not being able to be in person. So tell us a little bit about how you stayed involved in the community.
0: Yeah, it was um, obviously challenging for any small business owner. Um, our goal was just to not fold and not have to just like, and our business. So we achieved that. Um, no, we just had to be Woo! creative. Woo! Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> very happy with that, but no, we had to be creative. And unfortunately the three of us aren't like super, um, into like social media and aren't very like tech savvy. Uh, but no, we took a lot of our programs, either you could do them at home and we, um, rented out for free our, our equipment, um, or we did like rented out for free. For free. Yeah. I know. I was like, let borrow. There we go. Borrow. Um, and then we also ran a kids program um, for free for kids. Um, so any kid that wanted to to do it, uh, we had zoom workouts. And then we also had workouts where we kind of just explained it on a video and they could do it at, at home. So just to try to keep kids active, um, give nice. them something to do throughout uh, the lockdown. So we did that as well. So it was, it was busy, but it was, yeah, it just kept us at least engaged in the community and also um, allow our clients to still be able to, to train, obviously not ideally, uh, but still be able to. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely challenging is is the right word, but we made it through. And uh, now hopefully COVID is um, somewhat behind us, but hopefully fully behind us. So. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I'm sure the kids appreciate it. I know the parents appreciated it. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you guys can check out Stoke Strength Conditioning, S-T-O-K-E, um, on the website, Instagram. You guys are on social media, so you know, check it out. You might see some familiar faces yep. lifting some heavy things and putting them down. Yep. Um, Joss, <laughs> Juicy J, that's all the time we have for today. But thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you more in the coming weeks, years months however long hockey continues to carry you yeah that sounds great thank you so much for having me guys (laughs) and of course we still have one more tour stop that's on the secret dream gap tour with the pwhpa cax
1: yes so everyone um the cortex showcase is happening this weekend uh in the second and third of april it's at the uh center 2102 which is in Verdun. so for all my montreal listener here please come to the game it's going to be fabulous we have four teams coming uh obviously montreal minnesota boston and calgary so again with their respective name team adidas team bauer and team scotia bank plus team harvey's your montreal favorite um, but if you want to get weekend passes or tickets, uh, simply go on pwhba.com and you'll be able to um, access the ticket sales. And yeah, we want to sell out the rink and um, I'm sure some of our Toronto friends will be there as well, too. So you might
2: see some familiar familiar faces as well. So, yeah, I'm coming for the for the finals. I want to see who takes home the final. Uh, Bottega Gold. So uh, we'll see you there, Cax. Joss, if you're able to make it, we'll see you. And again, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jazz.
1: The Noxie and Cax show on SDPN, produced in
0: partnership with the PWHPA. Follow Noxie and Cax on Twitter at 27Noxie and at CareLMR. The views expressed
1: are those of the individuals and are not necessarily those of the PWHPA. Check out sdpn.ca for more Noxie and Cax and the rest of the SDPN crew.
2: Three scores!